Hey, Craig. Craig, back again. Craig. You're back. Nice to see you, Craig. It's been a little while. My bro, brother. He's back. Uh, Been a little while. Um, We missed one. So we're going to redo this topic. Uh, I'm saying this. I'm saying the redo the topic because uh, I guess it wouldn't matter. I guess if you didn't hear the other one, I don't know. I feel like my opinions have changed quite a bit since we recorded it the first time, but that's okay. Here we are. We have seems seems like a very you thing to have happen. Well, you know, your opinions change with your experience. You can't have a static opinion. No. (laughs) Strong opinions loosely held, my friend. I think always. one thing always I have one opinion. <laughs> Once I get that opinion, it never changes ever. Um, man. Even with the introduction of new information. <laughs> yeah. I never change my opinion. Oh, um, I'm no flip flopper. I'm no flip flopper. <laughs> flip flopping on me, man. Anyways, I'm a straight uh, shooter. I'm a straight, I'm a straight shooter. Uh, epic campaigns, campaigns, Starting at level twenty and moving on from there, that'll grand be grand U.S. campaign. Grand, grand campaigns. That <laughs> shall be the topic for today. Uh, in case it doesn't finish, we've got a couple other small topics if we have to. Um, so, boys, we missed a couple weeks. What do you What do you guys think? Uh, where do you want to start with this epic campaign thing? Follow well, we your start, lead, my brother. We can we can kind of start where we started last time, which is uh, how would you implement it? Would you go? <clears throat> would you go at level 20 and then your next level you can pick another class to start leveling a second class to 20 or would you just go all epic boons or how would you do it I would, I would require you get one to level 20 or and then you have to switch no epic boons you have to start playing an extra class. a new class and then we kind of talked about it before I feel like this is going to happen a lot, but <laughs> yeah. Does your proficiency bonus go up with it? Do your do your stats go past twenty? Okay, I have renewed thoughts on this. Okay, let's hear them. I ran uh, recently on Deft and Dorky. I ran a what is essentially a one shot level twenty campaign, and uh, I had never run anything like that. I had honestly never run a campaign that was level twenty, but I will say now that I have been there, level twenty. I, uh, I think last time we recorded this, I was pretty, I was pretty, I was pretty, I was pretty positive about the thought of an epic campaign <laughs> level twenty plus, and wow. like I am still decently positive about it, <laughs> but my opinions have changed drastically on the like implementation of it. That being that, like, <clears throat> I don't know about you guys, but those fights felt like a slog. Uh, I feel like they always feel. It might have felt like that because no one knew what their character did. That's true. That's why, yeah. if you're going to run an epic yeah, yeah. campaign, you might want to just be like, we're going to start at level one. You're going to get to 20, and we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> that way, have you, to have, be. you like know your character because you start at level 20, you're going, oh man, I can write a pretty awesome backstory. But it doesn't mean anything because <laughs> it, I don't. It never happened. I so just Joe, okay, I think Joe's idea from last time, which was run a campaign where the one to twenty is like in a school, and you get to go not one to twenty. On, that's one to three. Sorry, all right, one to three. Wait, one to three only. I think one, one to, to four. like one to four. One to five. <laughs> this is a college. One to four. So you can get your subclass or your uh, 
first one to three to get those. Yeah, yeah, to get the ASI. Yeah. ASI. And I would give ASI and a feat at level four. I think running a you get both. Running a campaign that leads up to 20 that you level up pretty rapidly and then it slows as you get to 20, like every session or two, you're gaining a level. Right. Until you get close to 20 and then it slows down a you little get like bit, but 15, not a lot. You get like it starts to slow down and then. But not a lot. And then by 20, it starts to get hard. And you're Over doing 20. epic. Yeah. Epic things. I, I was thinking last time, like, we're, we're not hunting 20. goblins anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we're, hunting we're hunting super goblins. Yeah, goblins. <laughs> uh, the um, yeah, the the problem with starting at twenty, I think, was very well, uh, very very noticeable in that in that campaign in that session that I did, which was like nobody had any fucking idea That's what was going part. on. If if we would have had a couple months of playing, yeah, 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 absolutely. everybody gets I used to their characters. Fights would flow a lot better. I don't think it, I don't think it would even take that long. I think well, yeah, I guess I, I guess three sessions a month is what we play, or four. So I I think three or four sessions is enough to get used to a character as long as there's a decent amount of fighting. You say that, there. but you're you're it's, used to getting used to level two characters, not level twenty. <laughs> I think I mean I think it also depends on if you're playing a caster or not. I think uh, yeah, if you're not playing a caster, yeah. yeah. If you're playing a, a martial class, then yeah, probably about four sessions. I think you could you could get into it. The I nice thing about starting <laughs> at a low level is it lets you build up how your character's going to act, how your character's going to feel about things. Yeah. Whereas you start at that level 20 and it's already like, okay, my guy would be set in stone in most of his <laughs> way he acts, the way he thinks, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he so would have experiences that it, guide him. After <laughs> yeah, playing, starting at, after starting at the level 20, I would much rather start lower level build it up i think i succession yeah and then I, quick a quick level up to 20 yeah then start the epic gamut yeah absolutely last time i was like start at 20 no problem but then you're like yeah i can write a cool back i can do all these things but you have no idea how to play it number one two how does this character act they're not gonna i'm not saying they won't evolve level 20 and above but i would say a lot of character development happens one to 20 yeah oh yeah so maybe not like a three or four year long campaign where you get to 20. That would be a slog. I think yeah. like once you got to 20, if then you took you're like, like a full year to get to 20. Months. And then I was thinking like six months at most. Yeah. That could work too. Yeah. If yeah, you're playing I mean, you could take, weekly, if you're playing weekly, you could get there, man. Yeah. It would, I mean, <clears throat> if you're doing, you'd have to do it. Like you'd have to average like less than, you'd have to average more than a level of a week, right? Or at least a level a week to get there within a, like a year. Cause if you're doing a level every two weeks, that's like 40 weeks. That's almost, you're getting close to a year already. <clears throat> I think, I think for the first so many levels for the first, let's, let's ballpark it for the first eight to 10 levels. It's a let, level. Let me, a week. At, let me look at a, let me look at a table here. Um, Pull up some data for us, my guy. Um, I will go for the first. I think seven would be pushing it for casters. Oh, you, you think? <clears throat> because you're getting, 
You have first levels when you start, which that's fine. You can get used to that. But at level, third, third level, you're getting second level spells. That's a ton of spells you got to learn. And then at fifth level, you got third level spells. That's a ton of, that's so many spells you can choose. I think, but here's the thing. And when seventh you're, level is fourth, is fourth level spells. So if you're playing like that's with it, you want to slow it down. If you're playing a group that is meant, that is that knows this is going to be an epic campaign. Like I said in the last, God, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that so much. <laughs> yeah, you're going to say it a lot. I'm going to say that a lot. <sighs> Like I said before, um, you're playing with experienced players who generally know all the major spells. And the only minor thing they're not going to know is like really specific spells. I don't think there would be nearly as much to learn. I wouldn't take a brand new player and do this to them. It would be brutal. The whole thing would be just like a chore. But, you know, all of us in our group, it'd be fine. Yeah. I think, I mean, we could do it, but. I, I still don't know all the spells. There's a ton, like, a, <laughs> which I'll I'll bring up again. <laughs> we did that customized spell episode, and I yeah. made up a spell that already exists, apparently. <laughs> well, you should, because I didn't know that spell existed. I, was, <laughs> I think I was, that was, I was your two spells. I was like, didn't I just? I never came across that specific one, and it. I made it up, but it already exists, pretty much. There's only a few spell lists where I don't know. A ton of them. I think those are like surprised. well, you might know a ton, but there's still probably a lot where you you would go. Yeah, like, cler- cleric and paladin spells. Don't know them. Yeah, I, I made that paladin, and I was going through the spells, and I was like, what the heck? Cleric and paladin this? spells. I know I don't know them, but sorcerer, wizard, druid. I have a pretty good idea of most of the spells, fireball, and obviously, like fireball. fireball <laughs> the only spell that matters, fireball. What else do you need? Uh, and then I know a lot of the druid spells because I. I've done a ton of druid builds where I'm like, I'm going to be cheese master extreme. And so I know all the good druid spells. I know all the good sorcerer spells because I played a sorcerer up to 20 and sorcerer spell list crosses over pretty well with a wizard spell list bar just a few things. So I know that spell list for the most part. I know the most powerful spells and everything pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I feel like with that knowledge, that's all I need. And also with the resources online and stuff like that, I'm an experienced enough player that I can hunt down, you know, optimization and what spells are good and what spells look good. And then ha- use that as my starting point and then build from there. And it would be way easier than if I was starting literally from nowhere. So I don't think it would be like a dramatic learning curve in the way that. Yeah, it's not. Think. I mean, the learning, it's not just a learning curve of the class, though. It's also a learning cur- curve of the campaign like throughout a campaign you sort you start to get an idea of the way the dm is going to start to run encounters yeah and you start, okay these spells are probably good for this campaign but if you're leveling every week i'm not sure you get that same feeling i think that uh, though i think that though if you're leveling that quickly there doesn't even need to be an adjustment <laughs> like if you're leveling that quickly and you know you can swap out spells and get new spells fairly easily which you will for the first so many weeks yeah, you can true. just you can just take the best things in the beginning and like if you're picking the best optimized spells for for fighting you're you're going to be pretty solid in most campaigns a couple of utility spells but mostly really good damaging spells you've got an almost an entire campaign covered yeah i mean it's i, I i'm not saying it's not doable i'm just saying that i think that i don't know i would lose the feel a little bit going so fast um the because like we especially started. when you're playing a caster, like there are certain fights when you're not leveling every week. You're like, you know what? I got this spell in my backpack. 
I'm going to, I'm going to use it right now and see how it feels, but you're not going to get, not really going to use those weird spells. If you're leveling every week, you're just going to be like fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> it's a good or, spell. Though. Or you can role play it. <laughs> yeah, you can, but it's just kind of tough to do when you're leveling every week. Dude, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily think so, but I can see that concern. It's, it's definitely something like I would like to find out. Trial run. I, I have never done it before to level up that quick. Yeah, Especially we can't say if you're that. getting into like seven, eight, nine, ten. What level How did we feel whenever you're getting yeah. boy stuff? What level did we start in your campaign, Isaac? Three, right? Three. That was totally fine. Yeah, I I, I, there's a lot of campaigns start at three. It's like get your I, subclass. It's hard yeah. to start at one. It's at really one, everything feels one about the same. <laughs> making a backstory for a level one character is kind of like, okay, my guy did nothing for however old he is. Or you make, or for at least for me, I always get stuck in the, my character is 19. <laughs> <laughs> you're just a late bloomer. If you're like an elf, you can start at like 50, right? And you can be like, now I decided to do something. <laughs> Isn't that like an elf's whole thing? And that isn't that why they're bad at Lord of the Rings? Because like <laughs> they're so slow, they never get anything done. Yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, I mean, I can I, feel, I can put off fixing the bathroom for the next ten years. No problem. <laughs> I won't just deal with it. it. See, I, I feel like you could. You, I I would want to slow down around. I think seven, just because be that's fine. when you're, you've got a, it's just so many spells to choose from at that point for casters. But I wouldn't slow down dramatically. Yeah, you'd have to go to like a level every two weeks, basically. Because if you don't go fast as fast as that, you're not getting there for a year. It'd be like uh it'd be like Diablo <laughs> 2 leveling. Do you remember leveling in Diablo 2? Uh yeah, you you like enter the, the first zone, kill something. Oh, I'm level two. <laughs> yeah. You kill like five more things. I'm level three. This is great. And then yeah. by the time you're like level 30, you're like, when am I gonna level again? <laughs> exactly. And then by the time by the time you're 90, it's like, oh, it's like, oh my God, that took me three weeks. I think I can't remember if this is right. I think it it takes as much XP to get from 90 to 100 as it did to get from one to 90. <laughs> so right. like it slows down think, dramatically. I don't think I, I slowed down that of, much, but I played a Diablo, a lot of Diablo 2 in its heyday, and I don't think I ever had a character above 88. I just got bored oh, really? and chose something else. Yeah, I had a few characters at 99, but listen, this isn't a gaming podcast. <laughs> I'm using the, the, the level scaling of Diablo to kind of illustrate how this should go, which is like you get to 20, you get to 10 pretty quick, slows down. You get to twenty. That's when it becomes fast. a real campaign. Yeah, you get yeah, the, you yeah. get up to fifteen. Oh, it's slowing down quite a bit. Oh, you get to twenty. All right, this is your six, seven months, eight months in, however, a year maybe, and then then it slows down dramatically, and you're leveling up like a normal campaign where it's months and months before you get a level. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean it sounds fun. I'm just not sure. Like the the concern that I have is. We, again, we've talked about this before. <laughs> yes, we have. there are certainly some like, especially it's like subclass features that are balanced to not be combined with other subclass features because of the way they fall in the levels. And when you go to level 40, makes a 220 level character. Some of those are going to mix and it's you're going to find some broken stuff sometimes by accident. 
I don't think I wouldn't be finding him by accident, Isaac. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, know your there's audience, a lot, Isaac. There's a lot, there's a lot of subclasses, <laughs> and not many people play them to like those top tier uh, things that you get out of them. I'm so. sure. I'm sure there is some forum somewhere that I can dig up that is like. Oh yeah. Do you know if you go to this and you do this and you do this, you can do two thousand damage per round? And I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I did it. I accomplished beating D and D. I beat D and D. So then you or, get into you the know, problem of the DM having to balance the fights, which was my original concern. That'll be the really tough part at to, first, to, I think. To both balance them and make them not feel like a slog. Yeah. So boo. Okay. What I'd say out of that one that I run, the the small fights where you guys are just fighting, let's call them regular enemies. Those didn't feel too bad. I would say the only thing is that the enemies probably should have done that campaign was a pre-made and it was mm -hmm. supposed to be balanced for 20. I think that those enemies had about the right amount of health. They were, it wasn't a long fight. You guys were able to kill him. If they weren't resistant to psychic, I would have knocked them out, dude. <laughs> True. But that that's the nature of level 20, right? That things are just resistant naturally. Yeah. A lot more things are. And um, their health, I don't, I think was about right in like the 150 to 200 to 300 range for those. Um, I think that they needed to do slightly more damage to make it feel like a tougher fight. I just think you weren't hitting. You were rolling kind of crap. I was rolling kind of crap, yeah. But I know that the last fight against the big boss, I I don't know about you guys, but I felt like it went on forever. <laughs> well, that's how the big fight's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. big fight's are supposed to go. And that thing, you guys, I think in total, it had 300 health. You guys took out the first phase of it real quick. It wasn't until that second phase where everyone kept rolling bad and getting themselves well it was like everybody had disadvantage and, and we're always missing because of the shadowy thing yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that yeah. was another thing we hit but then we missed because he's invisible you roll under a 10 again yeah 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 i thought that it, fight was fine uh you guys got pretty low it felt like a pretty decent that was a pretty decently balanced fight using those fights as a template though i think that 150 to 200 health uh around like 15 to 25 AC, depending on the enemy. And then the lower the AC, the more resistances maybe. And then they're doing something like 20 to 35 damage per round each. I think that the, the part on a hit, sorry, that would make, because if you're going to be doing these, all that just, if they're all supposed to be epic fights, they're all going to take a decent amount of time. The hang-up, I think, or one of the hang-ups, is that, and it kind of happened in that campaign uh, that you ran, Eric, is that at some point, everything gets homogenized. Everyone is standing in one place, never moving, just slapping each other back and forth. If you can find a way to make the fights move, they feel a lot better. All right. Here's my, uh, you say that, and I instantly had this thought. Okay. No attacks of opportunity. Boom. Problem solved. That. That's not fun. Yeah, that's Why not. is that not fun? Because that's, some people have like, some people take Sentinel. That's like, that means that's a big part of their build is the attacks of opportunity. Being able to. Class. Oh, you muted yourself. Right. I, okay. Yeah, I had to cough. Uh, the, um, 
the ability to move around a fight, if that's what you're worried about, that's I figure like that's how you so, that's how you solve the problem. No, or there's like some kind of percentage fun, reason. No, 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 no. I don't I like think, that. At all. I think that you just have to take attacks of opportunity. Like that's part of the fight. Or you, hey, just, or you just speeds just, it up a little add, bit. You add in for to your for your enemies, misty step. Yeah, you do Misty Step or you change... You can use a legendary action to Misty Step. You change the... Yeah, there are plenty of... uh, I think you can change up the rules for it as well. Or do like a layer layer action. Yeah, the regular enemies aren't going to have... Like, none of those enemies in that... We're talking like the epic fights. Oh, in the epic fights, yeah. I think another thing, too... I don't think all fights would be epic. I think what you do to really, really make those epic moments even more intense... To get there, you gotta throw them little mini fights after mini fights. Yeah, yeah, like the fights that were in that thing where you fought like five or six little angels or whatever. Where we're taking out these dudes, but we're also like getting bogged down, getting a little more bogged down. Not much, but like it, 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 after. I think Six or seven also, of those fights before you fight a big boss. A detriment you know? in that a detriment in that thing that I ran is everyone knew we were going to fight a big thing. So everyone wasn't using their abilities the way that they normally would. Except for Shep. And I was like, we're getting arrested. And you were like, no. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) So everyone everyone else just kind of held back. And those fights probably would have gone pretty fast. But really, most fights do go pretty fast unless they're like utter, like unless the fight is designed to be a slog. You know, otherwise fights are decently quick usually. Yeah. 30 minutes to an hour, depending on uh, how many enemies there are and how bad or good people are rolling and things like that. And that's and I totally also, gone. I think another cool thing about doing an epic campaign is if you're on that status in the world, I would I have to assume that you're going to be involved in the political scape of things. And that that's another more. aspect of something that would be really cool is you guys are at a point where you're leaders in the community. Like you're making decisions for lots of people and they're having impacts on the world. Yeah. Not only that, but you've got a target on you. Some people don't want you where you are. Exactly. Other, other nations could easily have level 20 guys that are also as strong as you. Right. You're not the one, you're not the one true hero. You're just a strong dude. Yeah. 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 That opens up a lot of opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's where I see it as like the big selling point is, the fights are going to be really cool, but also like the role playing aspect of it, you you feel more important whenever you are like, we are the toughest guys in this country. Yeah, we kind of no one manage things, or like maybe we don't manage things, but like if we need to get stuff done, we're like, hey, get it done. I've got some my, <laughs> I've got some ideas about how to do it. But I think Joe, I think this is I think this is your baby. I think you should be running. I have an idea campaign. Yes. You should do it. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Are you gonna do are you gonna if you A, do is this something you actually want to do? B does that mean you want to find a third day to play (laughs) D (laughs) and D? Or do you want to wait until one of these other one of these other things are over? It, it definitely. I I will wait till yeah the opportunity until something's uh, yeah is, is good. I don't want to. I, I I don't want to add another day. I don't want to. If add I if I ever day. do add another one, it'll be a bi-weekly with my brother. 
but not not another weekly. Not another. I couldn't do another <laughs> weekly. I did three at one time. Well, we can transition a little bit here. Three campaigns in one week. Too much D and D. I know, Isaac. You're you're still in like this honeymoon period of like I can play D and D every night. But like, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It's I mean just between your your play. Your honestly, well of I, ideas will drain, will like dry up eventually, and you need time to like recharge from playing and having ideas. I can tell you this: I had to make three characters in the span of like four months for for Michael's campaign. I have nothing. I had nothing left by the time I made that third one. Like every <laughs> idea that I had, I I don't have any. I don't have anything left creatively. Yeah, I got, I got by the time I got there. ideas in bunches. Yeah, it takes me a little while to like come up with stuff. it depends on the headspace i'm in like yeah. depends on the projects i'm working on and what i'm doing what other creative work i'm doing like i was just so drained by that third one because i really liked the first one i really really liked the personality of the second one not as much the gameplay and then the, both of those died and by the time i got the third one i was like I, I i can't come up with something in a week that's why i just like threw together a character and played it Are you still yeah i mean i that uh mix up where you're making a new one i might i might still do that because like that i had you, I, can, you can take time with this guy who will be with us for a little bit but then you can really like, yeah come up with a better character yeah i needed more time just to like come up with something better or you can play a different character every time we just run into <laughs> new people a lot and that'll that'll help us have some world building because later on we can run into him in my <laughs> here we another <laughs> new guy <laughs> we love new guys <laughs> i play each it's a character creation exercise for me i play a yeah. new character with a new personality every two weeks every yeah, three I got, weeks you're like i got i got six ideas for classes i want to test them out before <laughs> yeah so like let me have a session with this guy a session with this guy maybe two with that one uh, yeah <laughs> then I'll, I'll weed through all the ideas and figure out which ones are good yeah i still got a lot of character ideas but I also have not played nearly as many characters as potentially both of you guys. I've played maybe five, six characters I and only three of them I had, uh, in a, any kind of long form. Any long, long form. I've had two, three, three long, long form characters. Yeah, I've only had three. I, I, probably, probably, I thought you I died. Yuri lasted a pretty decent amount. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you died some in that okay, campaign. He only died before. once in that other campaign. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that was a, uh, I needed to die because we needed a tank. <laughs> yeah, I, so I really like that character. I was the only one who didn't die, and I think David died the most. He died twice, and uh, Francisco died once. Oh, uh, that one guy was with us for a little while. He died like four times. <laughs> oh yeah, well he was intentionally dying. I don't count that. He was like intentionally writing himself into the sunset every single session. Um, I've played somewhere around. God, I can't even think of how many characters I've played over the years. Who give me your top what are your top two characters that you've ever played? And how what level would they get to? Top two characters I've ever played. There is a campaign, uh not necessarily DD, DD adjacent like weird rules that Michael ran a long time ago, not too long after I met him and joined that group, or right after right after I joined that group. Uh, that I really, really loved that character, and we got to, like, level, I want to say somewhere in the 12 to 15 range is what it felt like. It's been years, but I it was like a space-themed 
Oh, that was um, your lightsaber werewolf character? Yeah, I was a lightsaber <laughs> werewolf. That character was sick. And it had an awesome story. And like we didn't role play much, but it was still a cool story. And like I had this moment where like I, I got the evil spirit thing and I, I like turned on everyone. And it was it was sick. What a what a great character that was. Uh obviously Finn, my sorcerer from his last long campaign, loved that character. That's probably my character that I played continuously the longest and well, yeah, uh, from one to 20 on him in a micro campaign one to 20 <laughs> over the course of like three and a half years um i played a in dnd fourth edition when i was in high school i played a i don't know if it's in fifth edition it's like an evil paladin oh not oathbreaker okay. paladin it was his own thing. It came in a separate book, like a this is for evil paladins and clerics book. And um what was his name? Couldn't tell you anymore. I just remember playing the character. That's we didn't roll that great. <laughs> we didn't role play back then. It was more just like how cool is the character that you're making? We would spend like we would be over there for you know five and six hours. Like we would all show up to a friend's house at you know three o'clock right after school on a Friday and we would make characters until five in the morning. So it was about making the character as much as it was about <laughs> playing the character and playing the character. Wasn't like, hello, I'm Dingle Bart McStuperschwitz. And here's my entire backstory. It was just like, I'm a badass. We're going to do badass stuff. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. You're hitting stuff. Things are cool because that's how it was <laughs> when you're in high school. You're just like, I want to be the, I want to be an anime protagonist, not, uh, <laughs> not like have character development, <laughs> but I did like that character a lot. I did like that character a lot. That character was pretty fantastic. And then I've had jokey characters in other systems. Uh, we played mutants and masterminds when I was in high school a little bit, which is like tabletop RPG superheroes where everyone's a superhero and supervillains. And uh, I've made, I made a few like jokey characters in that that were funny because that, that game was so busted that we never played more than like 10 or 12 sessions in each campaign because we all were so strong. It was completely broken, the whole thing. I would say that group is where I got my like min-max. <laughs> like I was That's molded. In, I was molded into the min-maxer because like every campaign was like, how powerful can your character be? All right. So. I've probably I, played around a hundred different characters. That's a lot. That's way more than me for sure. Yeah. And I, I've led like, I feel like sometimes I get this reputation as like a curmudgeon who's just like out of ideas, but just like, it just takes a little longer because I've just played everything that I wanted to play. And, and you might say, this is a new edition. It's not the same as three, five or, or fourth edition, but I feel like, I love 5e, but the creative freedom of 3.5 was incredible. You could do anything. And even 4e, my friend who uh, we played for, who I played 4e with the most, um, his family was just rich as hell. And we had like hundreds of books because they came up with a book every month for like five <laughs> years. And so the, the, the amount of, official rules you could pull from was just greater in three, five and four than in five. Maybe okay. not as balanced, especially, I mean, three, five was balanced, but you could also get to the point where like 
you're killing God and taking his powers and you're fighting other gods. And I've done that. And that's cool. But after a while, it's like, where do you go from here? It's Dragon Ball syndrome. It's like, <laughs> these enemies can't keep getting stronger. I'm literally the strongest man in the universe. And that's what Dragon Ball Z had to do. It's like, guess what? Now there's other universes with even more powerful guys. And those powerful <laughs> guys are as powerful as gods, but not as powerful as these gods. Turns out the gods have a tier system too. And, like, <laughs> and it's like, okay, like, come yeah. on. At, at some point, it's like, there's no one more powerful to fight. You are the best. That's when you start a new campaign and your old character is a is a god in the new campaign. And like <laughs> you build up to either fighting him or meeting him or he is a god that grants your character's power or something like that. Incredible. Like I care more about the story aspect of it now than I used to is why I remember the characters that I make now more than my old ones as far as like their name and their personality. So would you do any epic boons at all or just none? Because I know earlier you said just take, you basically have two level 20 characters. I feel like the epic boons are pretty limited anyways. There's not a lot to pick from right now. Maybe in D&D next, they'll have more. They seem to be leaning towards this, like, you can go past 20, but all you're getting is, like, crazy epic boons. So maybe there will be more. But as it is in 5e, I don't I feel could, like there's a lot. Honestly, I probably, I, I know I said that. I, I, I think in this conversation, I've changed. <laughs> I, I honestly think I, you do whatever you want we're gonna get to level 40 make your character however you want to make it yeah maybe just like after maybe maybe you could do it like after after you hit 20 every time you get an ASI with your whatever new thing you're getting you have the option of taking an uh, uh, epic boon or a feat yeah <clears throat> you could do that. that'll, be, just, the, that'll be the extra and no wish no wish, huh? No wish. I think you could balance wish. And I think the way you balance wish is that if anytime you, wanna... you use it, yeah. A, you have to be you have to tell you have to say specifically with your words what you're what you're wishing for so your DM can attempt to screw you. That will make it fun. Yeah. And B, I mean, every you time only you get cast one wish, shot. Every time you cast wish, no matter what you're using it for, even if it's for just a lower level spell, you have to roll, and if you get below a certain number, that you can't wish anymore. Well, then you might as well remove Wish, because if you're going to do that, Wish is largely useless. And because your DM you, is never going to give so. you... Something might be useful to someone else. And also, <laughs> if you're level 20 and you're like, I can only have one ninth level spell, I'm not going to pick the one that... Why would you only have one ninth level spell? Once you level up, you'll get more. But what I'm yeah. saying is, like, <laughs> when you're level there... Level up once, and there you go. You can if, it's gonna, if it's going gonna, gonna, gonna to take forever to get another level 9 spell... I wouldn't pick Wish right out of the gate. Like in that last campaign where we got to 20, no brainer, I'm taking Wish. Wish is incredible. <laughs> but if you're nerfing Wish in that way, it's like uh, these other spells are probably better because I can cast them more often and not have any repercussions. Well, I mean, you, you could still be like, if at some point you were no longer able to Wish, at that point you were able to swap Wish out with a different ninth level spell. Yeah. I wouldn't be like right, lock you fair. to. Oh, you can't do any ninth level spells now. <laughs> but now you, you can't, can't wish, wish and you can't do anything else. <laughs> now you can cast counter spell level nine. And not I really, <laughs> really. I, I think the only nerf to wish that has to happen is your um, your simulacrum can't cast wish. That's the only. I mean, I think I think that the easiest way to nerf that is whenever you cast simulacrum, it makes a copy of you but you just use your ninth level spell slot. 
So Simulacrum doesn't have a ninth level spell. No, 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 you can't. You can't do that because if you can cast Simulacrum, what I'm like as a sorcerer, I couldn't cast Simulacrum. Yeah, but even if you do cast it, it still I think it has a monetary component. I believe it does. It does. But Wish doesn't. Wish gets rid of the monetary component. And it also takes right, a long time level. to cast. It takes, <laughs> I think Simulacrum takes a long time to cast. Twelve if hours. You just, yeah. Yeah. So. If you just get rid of that, <laughs> as long as you just get rid of Wish can't cast Simulacrum. Boom. Problem solved. I think Wish is a decently. It's still really good, but it's a balanced, more balanced spell. Because really, the cheesy stuff I was doing was kind of fucked up. <laughs> but you know. No. <laughs> all you got to do is just say can't do that and we can but like like how i think your world would like let you do it you know what i love i like and i've said this before i love like finding that one sentence that's like you fucked up right there <laughs> <laughs> oh we know we're yeah. well aware of that <laughs> it's great it's fantastic i love it so much you know i think i read it, this I think it would be I fun to have wish be like where your your DM is trying to hose you on it, but you so you have to be specific, and then he finds a way. To, I think that sounds fun to me, but that depends that on the DM. Otherwise, sometimes if the DM's not doing it well, you've just taken a ninth level spell that you might as well have just not taken because you're going to get l fuckoed every time you try to use it. You know what I'm saying? That's where you need to have a conversation <laughs> with your DM and be like, "Hey, you're not going to fuck me constantly, right? I can do something." Like, I wish for a glass of water. Actually, the whole universe gets blown up. (laughs) You were granted the biggest cup of water in the world. (laughs) You You drowned in the cup of water. You didn't specify how big the glass was, so you have an ocean's worth of water. (laughs) I mean, yeah, if you're going to wish for something that doesn't matter, then the consequences would be less, because the DM's like, I don't want to... I don't want to think of consequences or something that doesn't matter. But if you're <laughs> I like, I wish for a hundred million gold pieces. And then you're like, okay, you have them. And then you can all just of wish a sudden, for, like I over think... the course of the day or of a day or two, everyone's like, where'd all our gold go? And they notice you have it. I think it splits <laughs> it up. I think, I think actually wish has a built in gold thing. It does, but it's also wish. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> I and, wish but for a like feast the way when you get the feast like, yeah. and it's like everyone in your kingdom is now starving because yeah, all yeah, of yeah, their yeah. food went to your feast. <laughs> exactly. No. And I wish everyone, for all the food to go back. Mad at you. That would be great. No one would know, dude. Um, do we want to uh what do we want to do now? I feel like we're I feel like we're tapped on the epic campaign thing. We got uh, about well. We want to talk about the unearthed Connor. Do we want to do more story time? Story time's story always time. fun. Do we want to talk? About, the, I don't feel like the Unearthed Arcana wouldn't take that long. And I feel yeah, like, I, I, also, I, I also feel like if we do it now, it's more topical than if we wait. <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's let's just cover that. <laughs> I already did story time. I did uh old man Eric story time. That's another thing. I just my memory's crap, dude. Uh, <laughs> you hit 30 and there it went. <laughs> dude, my memory was crap for the last like four or five years. That's just like my whole, sorry, not four or five years, my whole fucking life. <laughs> Unless it's like a really weird thing that I dive into way too deep. You know, I just forget shit. His and that's, whole life. That's just my, AD, <laughs> that's just ADHD in a nutshell, my dude. Um, <laughs> let's do. Uh, do the unearthed Arcana? Yeah, let's just, let's just dig through this real quick. I don't think we okay, need to like so do this The big hard. thing in here is cleric. They've given okay. us a, a guide for cleric. Uh the cleric. The cleric. So, from, so now you don't. The big things are you don't get your 
subclass until level three, whereas before you got at level one. Okay, like just to bring it in line with the other ones. Yeah. You get channel divinity at level one, but Ooh. it does some different things now. So now you can use it as uh, an action. You can point your holy symbol at another creature and you can that you can see within 30 feet. Focus a divine energy at them. Roll a number of d8s equal to your proficiency bonus. Add the rolls together, and you can okay. either restore hit points to the creature uh, that equal that total, or force the creature to make a con save. And on a fail, they take the, the the damage as radiant damage. So now, or turn undead. So you can turn undead, or you can use it as a heal or damage. Oh, that's really nice. The heal so, thing is great. If you yeah, run out but, of if you run out of spells, man, something extra. That's awesome. But now. And also you can use Channel Divinity a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus as opposed to one and then one. later two. Okay, that's awesome, but they dude. But they refresh on a long rest instead of a short rest. That's I like that. I, I'd rather have oh. it that way. I think it's I'd a cool thing. I'd rather have multiple. Yeah, I like it. Um, All sounds good. <clears throat> I like that a lot, actually. I do. I like that a ton. Playing a cleric right now, that would be very nice. <laughs> yeah, I would, especially with the way we do rests. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, you kind of get. I mean, the way we do rests, it kind of and with the the cleric that you are being Twilight cleric, it kind of works out because you can give us temp HP every short rest. Yeah, with your. We only get maybe. one of those, and once you use that, it's gone. Yeah, right. but you get a refill on a short rest as opposed to a long rest. Right, that's what I'm saying. We only so, get one one short rest for an hour, and then we got to wait at least eight. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's pretty close though, because we don't get long rest hardly ever. So if you use right now, your proficiency <laughs> oh, bonus is two. So if you use them both, that's it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Definitely the plus if you're doing it like this, cleric is tough. Yeah. At least like wizards have like fire bolt. Cleric. <laughs> Most clerics just aren't that good. Reference back to our clerics cleric episode. <laughs> well, I feel like yeah, you're. Without, without the ability to long rest, clerics are hampered in doing what they're supposed to do as a support class. If they play it as a support class. Um, I know. <laughs> hey, I know too. <laughs> like, I got it a little easier because by the time I rolled my cleric, we were given long rests a little easier. But And you could attack yeah. for the first 30 sessions you play. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was a role-playing choice, oh, not a cleric problem. It was a problem. role-playing choice. <laughs> it made it real difficult. They need some cantrips that let you, like, you have disadvantage on attacks against this guy. <laughs> you take half damage. Like, Blade Ward, I should be able to give it to one of you guys. You wanted to be, be, what you cool. what you really wanted to be is, like, a, a holy battle master fighter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Giving people maneuvers and stuff. So, second level, you get a thing, a new thing called Holy Order. Yeah. Holy uh, Order. And you get to choose one of the following options. You can choose Protector, uh, where basically you gain martial weapon and heavy armor uh, proficiencies. You can choose Scholar, where you get proficiency in uh, two of the following, Arcana, History, Nature, uh, Persuasion, or Religion. And you get, when you make an ability check using one of those skills, uh, you gain a bonus to the check equal to your Wisdom modifier, so you can add your Wisdom to whatever. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Or you can choose thaum- uh, Thaumaturge, uh, which means that you can prepare one extra cantrip uh, from the Divine Spell list. Uh, 
In addition, you regain one expended use of your channel divinity whenever you finish a short rest. So if you take Thaumaturge at level two, you get one back every short rest, which is pretty nice. Uh, so I feel like those are pretty cool options, depending, like, they really help you sort of shape the way you're going to play the, the cleric. So far, I, I appreciate this a lot more than what we have. <laughs> uh, third is third level is when you pick your subclass. Uh, right now, the only subclass that they have, the only new, quote unquote, new subclass they've released is life, uh, which is pretty. I mean, it's it, there already is a life subclass, but um, fourth level you get a feat. Fifth level yep. you get uh, smite undead, which makes your turn undead feature to smite the undying. So whenever you use turn undead, you roll a number of D8s equal to your proficiency bonus and add the rolls together. Each undead makes a saving throw, and if they fail, they take the damage. So instead of destroy undead, when you do that, you do damage to them. That doesn't seem super great. That seems really... Um... It is a nerf. Well, it's a nerf and a buff, because it's a nerf because it doesn't just kill low-level undead. It's a buff because if the thing would have been higher than that level anyway, you get to do damage to it. It also just seems like one of those things where, like, if you're in a campaign where there's no undead. Oh, yeah, but that's that's already that way, right? With turn undead. Yeah, I know, yeah. You don't have to use your channel divinity to turn undead anyway. But it's just a that they're changing it to where instead of destroy, you do damage. Yeah. Might evildoers is what it needs to be called. Might <laughs> evildoers. Are you an evildoer? Uh, no, I would never. No, I'd never. Damn. <laughs> God! I mean, God! <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Sixth level, you get a subclass feature. Seventh level, you get Blessed Strikes, Whoa. Uh, which is similar to what you get now, I think, at eighth level. Yeah. Uh, where you, when a creature takes damage from your... But it sort of combines them. When a creature takes damage from either a cantrip of yours or an attack with a weapon, you can also deal an extra 1d8. So that's I like that a lot better than what they have now, where it's just you get one or the other, and depend doesn't matter how you want to play your character, melee or spellcaster, you just get one. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's colossal slayer. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, except you can use it with you know, it helps your cantrips out, which are already going to scale like, the best scaling spells in the game. <laughs> they were like, they were like, hey ranger, we're going to take the best thing about you and make it better and give it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the ranger. I'm sure, like, if this is getting this much of a rework, everything. I know. Is I'm, be, just, like, getting a... I'm just saying this is what came up first. And then, but you can't. You can use that uh, feature once per turn. Um, eighth level is a feat. Ninth level, you get a second holy order, so you can choose a second from those that list of three. Uh, tenth is a subclass feature. Eleventh is divine intervention, which works the same, I believe. Okay. Yeah, it works essentially the same, except for that instead of a uh, if it if it succeeds it. You have to roll 2d6, and that's how long it takes, how many days it takes uh, before you can do it again instead of a set. Yeah, good set. luck rolling it. <laughs> yeah. Greatest uh, moment critical roll history. <laughs> 12th level is a feat. Uh, 14th level is a subclass feature. 16th level is a feat. 18th level is greater divine intervention, which is what you get at 20 before, uh, where it just works no matter what. Yeah. And then you roll 2d4 for it to recharge instead of 2d6. Uh, 19th is a feat, and then 20th level is an epic boon. Epic so, boon, yeah. Your device isn't set up yet. Ooh, your device isn't set up yet. You should check on that. God, Eric, get it set up! <laughs> Dude, I need to unplug that dang thing. Craig is sick of your shit. 
(laughs) (laughs) So the subclass that we get is life domain. Third level you get, your healing spells are empowered by life itself. When a spell you cast with a spell slot restores hit points, that creature regains an additional hit points uh, on the turn you cast the spell. They've added this on the turn you cast the spell language, and I don't know why. I I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, but the additional hit points equal two plus the spell's level. So I think that's pretty similar to what Life Domain has now, if I recall. Yeah. Um, sixth level, you get, you can use your channel divinity. So you don't get a channel divinity until sixth level Woo. Uh, for your subclass, which is different. Um, but you can use it to restore a number of hit points equal to five times your cleric level uh, any to any creatures within 30 feet and divide it as you would, as you will. <clears throat> That's pretty good, though. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, but again, this, this this is the thing that you can't uh, bring a creature's hit points to more than half their max HP, which is why it sucks real hard. Yeah. Uh, but same thing that's kind of already there. Except you gotta wait till 6th level instead of 2nd. 10th level, Blessed Healer. Uh, when you cast a spell with a spell slot on another creature that restores HP, you uh, you regain HP equal to two plus the spell's level. Uh, again, on the turn you cast a spell. I don't know why that language is there still. Um, but basically, it's like whenever you heal someone else, you heal yourself a little bit. And then at fourteen, uh, when supreme. you supreme <laughs> supreme healing, when you supreme uh, healing. would normally roll one or more die, uh, one or more dice to restore HP to a creature with a spell that you cast with a spell slot. Don't roll those dice. Instead, you use the highest number possible. So that's that's pretty good. But that's fourteen. Good. I'm I'm betting they're adding Ooh. that, uh, like turn the phrase turn yeah. you cast the spell because there's going to be like healing pools where it lasts a couple of turns, but you only get it on the first turn, not every time. It that yeah, could be probably. Uh, the only other things they changed, they added the Ardling which I don't have a frame of reference for to for as for what they would have changed. Uh, was Dragonborns. This is it just is, your, I think this but, is just your beast folk. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just, just, I don't know what the, I don't know exactly what they do now, so I can tell you what they've changed. Uh, Dragonborns, Dragonborns. They changed at fifth level. You now can fly for a bit. What's up with all this flying? Get out of here. I don't know. Fly. Dude, flying I don't, not. I don't really like that they're adding a bunch of flying just because it's. They it's were like, nice. D&D watched. Uh, they can fly watched, now. <laughs> yeah, I watched Star Wars and they were like, they can fly now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dragonfly at fifth level, you can fly for 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's sick. And then Goliath, they changed. To where now you pick a, a giant ancestry that, and then they give you a thing you that bonus, you can use. Yeah. Uh, you can use proficiency bonus times per long rest. And a lot of them, you, like one of them, you can teleport 30 feet. One of them, you can just do an extra 1d10 fire damage when you hit. One of them, you can do 1d6 fire, uh, cold damage when you hit and slow their speed. Uh, one of them is you can just knock them prone. There's not even a save for it. You just knock them down. Uh, one of them, whenever you use a reaction, Whenever you take damage, you can use reaction. It's one of them is stones endurance, which is yeah, normal stones endurance. Yeah, stone giant. <clears throat> uh, one of them you can use when you take damage. You can use reaction to deal one d eight thunder damage to a creature. 
within six. Uh, and then at fifth level, you can become large as a bonus action proficiency bonus times, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Oh, I no, know. no, no. It's just once and once per long rest. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No. That's not bad. Okay. Speed increased yeah. by 10 feet. Yeah. You have advantage on any saving throw made to, to end the grappled condition because of your powerful build. Oh, yeah. You also count as one size larger when determining your carrying capacity. That didn't change at all. So so when you turn large, you can carry huge things. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then when uh, I get huge, I can carry gargantuan things. Yep. The Otherwise, I think that's the... That's it for that. And then there's some feats and some spells. Yeah, there's some new revised spells. I haven't read through all of those yet. I don't <laughs> think... <laughs> oh, sorry. I feel like we can cover the rest of this stuff. Like the spells, there there seems to be quite a bit in the spell list. So maybe we could do, we can cover some of this in another episode because we're kind of yep, running. We, ju- we jammed through that cleric though. So that, that part's done. We jammed through the cleric and the, and and the, the racist. And the Goliath and Dragonborn. Yeah. So we can hit this conditions and everything. In, uh, but, but quickly, what do you, what is your like summation of the changes that they made? I think the changes to the cleric are fine. I think that I think that like anything that seems OP right now may only seem OP because everything's not out. Yeah, everything's not out. So I think that makes it hard to play test. I'm 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 waiting for there's going to be a lot of flying enemies and it's going to be really cool to have flying warfare. Maybe that's going to be real annoying for, for everyone who's trying to play with minis to have flying warfare. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Uh, online now. <clears throat> my big sort of uh, concern is that when they came out with this originally, they're like, this is going to be backwards compatible with 5e. But Ooh. it's not really. Yeah, I feel like if you're playing it, I mean, the Goliath changes are by the by. Like, you could implement those right now and it wouldn't change that much. Um, I don't feel like any of this is as broken as like the backgrounds that give you feats, you know, that came out in um, Spelljammer. Yeah. But I mean, that's what, that's what backgrounds are moving to. But the, that's the, the weird, it's, I think it's weird that they said that there's going to be backwards compatible and then they changed how the classes work, like at what levels they get things. They'll just say, they'll just release all this stuff and the everything, just the player's handbook gets replaced, right? They go old player's handbook, they no said, longer valid. They said all the core rule books would be they're making new ones. Yeah. But if they're so making they're new ones and said it's backwards compatible, that means that you should be able to pick from either and be fine. But I don't think anyone is going to pick any of the old stuff. Well, that's if the, the new stuff is so much better. It resolves itself, right? Why would you pick it if the new stuff's better? It's backwards but compatible. The, mm, so they're just you're saying they're using backwards compatible to sound friendly, but it's not ever going to be I needed mean, it is. because it's a new yeah. edition exactly yeah <laughs> it's to make you not feel so bad about buying all those books uh-huh oh yeah i can still use these is they're backwards compatible they're backwards oh compatible. let me read that this is trash i don't want any of that <laughs> i don't want any of that i don't want anything in the regular oh. player's handbook dude guys check this out i can do all this and your buddy goes yeah that that's kind of lame and you go what can you do and they go awesome stuff and you're like look, look at all this <laughs> stuff in my new player's handbook I'm like, why did i even buy this player's handbook yeah I, I bet they won't even sell the player the regular player's handbook anymore i think yeah, the backwards that's compatibility what, that, that's the thing, part that kind of rubs me wrong is that they said backwards compatible and then now they're just like 
the no backwards compatibility, yeah, is just is just a, a placation, right? That's all it is. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, totally backwards compatible, but really like it is in the same way that like five <laughs> E is backwards compatible with three five as long. But as they you mean don't. it's backwards compatible is that on D and D Beyond it'll still have all of it there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It <laughs> it's got a legacy <laughs> button on it. It doesn't. Yeah, you st- you flip a switch. <laughs> legacy. It's gonna say shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I actually. I say that. D and D if D if D and D Beyond added support for like three five or four. I think that they could sell those books again to people who were like playing the, that style of campaign still. Sure. I just, I just, I, I wish they, they had matched them all in one. I wish campaign. they hadn't made such a big fuss about it. Oh, it's going to be backwards compatible. And, and then they come out with these UAs that like even change the, the way all the conditions work. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, well, how is that backwards it's compatible? Backwards You're just compatible. changing everything. They're, they're doing everything. <laughs> I'm grappling him it. like five E. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can't roll it like that okay yeah. they're they're just it's just like they're 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 stopping one step short of calling it sixth edition i think what I they really want to wish they would like made a decision and gone with it i really i you know what they should do this is 5.5 e it doesn't even feel like that though like they're they're changing all the if you go to the to the player's no, handbook, it feels look like at that. it and they, all the stuff has changed and it, it does no longer applies. Well, they did that five e. They did that three to three five. Three five got a did new. Did they? Okay, so I don't. I don't know because I didn't play three and three five. But did if you play three five, was three, anything five, in the okay. three players' handbooks still relevant? I didn't play three. I started in three five. But I'll say this: four is literally nothing at all like three five <laughs> it was a true 100 percent change like it wasn't a couple things got reworded or we optimized a few things it was like <clears throat> nothing about three five carried over other than the names of things yeah it's from, from what i know it sounds like it went from like tabletop war game to tabletop video game yep mm-hmm. and okay. then uh four to five five is five is closer i think to 4e than maybe like some of the people who hate 4e think it is you know it's like i hated 4e 4e is terrible there's all the your really old guy gamers who were like <laughs> didn't play world of warcraft and they were already in their 40s when <laughs> 4e came out um i hate everything about this because i can't be a dickhead um <laughs> sorry i can't be a dickhead as efficiently <laughs> um but 5e, 5e is closer to, 5e is the bastard child of 3, 5, and 4. But I think it's closer to 4 than 3, 5. 3, 5, I, I, I always had these like rose-tinted goggles about 3, 5. The 3, 5. Wow, 3, 5 was amazing. Everything about 3, 5 is great. And to be fair, I haven't gone back and played 3, 5 specifically, but I have played Pathfinder and Pathfinder 1. Sorry, not Pathfinder 2nd Edition, which just recently came out. Uh, Pathfinder one is largely was a continuation of three, five. It was like, well, we don't want fourth. We want three, five. So Pathfinder. And it was very, it was based very heavily on three, five. And I hated everything about it. So maybe <laughs> three, five isn't as good as I remember, or maybe it was just the group I was playing with at the time, but I don't even, I don't even know if it was that. I think it was just like, it, it did feel bogged down. It felt like these things, there's too many rules. 
Yeah. So that's that's my only gripe about it, <clears throat> is that they seem to be trying to sell it as, oh, it's backwards compatible. It's just there's going to be things about either that you could take, yeah. and then it's going to be great. But it doesn't seem that that's what's going to be happening. I, I it's worded pretty similarly. Everything is like generally in the same spot for the most part. This cleric thing is a pretty big change, but most things are kind of in the same spot, just worded differently and yeah, it's finagled. all Everything's it massaged all, into a new position. Yeah, it all seems to be using the same language, but it's just changing the rules, which I guess five, would be why you, they don't want to call it 6E. 5.5E, dude. Yeah. That's what it is. It's it's 5.5E. <clears throat> I think I said that in the original one that's what everyone guessed. video. Doing it. Yeah. yeah, it's 5.5E. It's not 6E. It's 5.5E. And why yeah, would they want to go to 60? Everyone loves 5e. 5e is like the most popular. Well, yeah, and that's why they're saying ever. backwards compatible because <laughs> they don't want to lose yeah. all the 5e people that just came here. Like, wow, this D and D thing is pretty just, cool. Just like me. came here. <laughs> 5e has been around for a while, dude. Yeah, but there's, I mean, Critical Role has brought a lot of new people into Critical it. Critical Role's been around for a while, hadn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's been around for like five-ish years. Yeah, oh. okay, that's that's enough time. I think it's been around for like seven. But yeah, yeah. But still, like I didn't even get into the <laughs> role until halfway through the second campaign. D&D and there is are a more service. people getting into it as they go. So that's where we're going. D&D is a service DLC for D&D. It's like a it's like a modern. That's video game. what it already is. That's what that's what expansion books are for. DLC. No, no, no. They'll just do more often. Right. <laughs> They'll be like, it's going to be like a d and is going to become like Fortnite where there's like a new season, 2015 all new stuff. March. 20, yeah, there you go. OK. 2015. Seven. Hold it. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> you seem very excited about that. I want to. I want to. He's got amazing memory for that. He's got amazing memory for that kind of thing. It was a Thursday. <laughs> it was a Thursday. <laughs> Here's the exact date. Anyways, I can tell you every character I've ever played. Um, I can't. Well, <laughs> yeah, I can too. I've only played like five, so yeah. I can't. I can't tell you what character I played a week ago. Anyways, um, your favorite character you played, Isaac? Um, I I think it's I think it was Victor. Victor. Now I I'm having I'm I think that Eru might get there once he's a little higher level, but Victor was very fun and like both mechanically and RP wise recency bias you had more you had more time to build it up once you build i I think arrow will get there if he as long as he lives uh because his i've I've been having fun rping with him but his mechanical side is it's still level four so (laughs) yeah cast uh non-casters uh for me are only entertaining once you've had a big long thing with a caster because i played two like punchy up guys (laughs) back to back actually Wolf coming in a very close third is Harlan. <laughs> He's been a blast to play. <laughs> Harlan, the bard, the bard that oh, I played twice oh, now. Brad, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know anybody's name in that campaign. I barely remember my own name. <laughs> I, 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 I flip sure. back and forth between my character's name and Mr. Clippy Clop, so <laughs> it's whatever. I can't, that one's whatever. Anyways, this is the end. Thanks for Wait, listening, we, we got to ask Joe, what was your favorite? We've asked you and me. Oh, What's Joe's yeah, favorite yeah. character? I got I to gotta break it into, like, fighting and roleplay. Okay. See? 
uh, role play wise, it's really close. <laughs> Theron and uh, Sarah. Sarah. I really enjoyed playing Sweet. them role play wise. Okay. Uh, fighting wise, one hundred percent Yuri. <laughs> the wizard. The wizard's been my favorite. Okay. By far. You get more options, fun. dude. You get more options to do stuff. You can more like creatively choose how to affect the the battle as a caster. Longevity wise. <laughs> Longevity. I, I got one for <laughs> every category. Stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now now send us off. Okay, this is the end. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't know what the next topic is going to be. We might just do like a small mini topic episode next time. We'll cover the spells. We'll cover any other like relevant news. We'll just do a story time episode maybe. And we can talk about yonder past D&D experiences. Uh, well, Isaac can interview us because he doesn't have a lot of yonder past D&D experiences. <laughs> but anyways, uh, see you next time. This one will go up actually go up this time i lost the last one that was my bad uh well fucker better be recorded son of a bitch (laughs) it was a mix-up between my bad and uh craig only keeps the recording for seven days because i had a corrupt (laughs) file and i waited way too long to edit so you know my bad sorry everyone right uh thanksgiving break is what it was anyways we're back on schedule baby see you in two weeks bye yeah